0: When I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did, but I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta move on, those days are gone now, take me back. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story about preparing to pitch a television show. And this particular show is edgy, wild, almost not believable, in the vein of a Ray Donovan and very crazy and i'm telling the story because there were some characters involved in the show characters involved with that were the show is based on real people i hadn't seen any of the real people in a couple years i'm repitching this show coming up soon and last night at the rainbow room i ran into one of the characters so let me back it up for you and here we go check it About two years ago, my agent calls me, literary agent, writing agent. That's somebody that represents you for your writing. And, uh, you know, usually you hear weird stories about agents. They ain't shit. Nobody, they don't care about you. They're suits, this and that. This guy's a good guy. He calls me, tells me, Mike. I got a journal that a guy wrote about his life, he's an underworld concierge in Vegas. Not the dude that gets you front row tickets to the O Show, or just skip the line passes for your family at the New York, New York roller coaster, or two tickets to Michael Jackson for the night, or even boxing seats. This is the dude that gets you 15 hits of Molly, a table at Hakkasan, two porn stars to come meet you afterwards, and Miss California 06. To be your date for the rest of the weekend for 50000 Oh, and by the way, if you want me to call Snoop Dogg and get him to narrate your night for $100,000, he will do that too. This is the guy that handles the whales in Vegas. So I read the journal. The guy writes a journal about his life. I read the journal. I call my guy. I say, yo, I got to meet this guy. I have to go to Vegas and meet this guy. He sets it up. You're going to go to Vegas. You're going to go to a certain hotel, he's going to meet you, he's going to text you, you're going to contact each other, you're going to meet, and he's going to see what's up. I said, okay, give me his number first so I could talk to him first, just to make sure to see if there's any protocol that I need to know before I get there. Dude calls me, we touch base, he tells me, We're all black, you're going to come to Vegas, I'm going to tell people that you're my driver. Okay, cool, I can go with that. I wear all black, I go to Vegas, dude picks me up at the airport, or has one of his people pick me up at the airport, they drive me back to the Palms Hotel at the time. I'm at the Palms Hotel, dude takes me up to a suite. In the suite is the guy, the guy. The guy's sitting there, he's like, nice to meet you, I'm going to tell people you're my driver, here's how the operation goes down. Now listen, most people wouldn't let you in their world. But this is a guy who lives off the grid so he needs to get he wants to eventually get a legitimate check from the real world so he can be a real human being all his life is cash money off the grid hiding out storing dough you know what i mean he even though you think it's sexy and you drug deal and you do all this crazy underworld shit the truth is if you don't have a place to wash your money you got nothing You, you you're barely you know You can't, you can't, you got to be careful even spending your money. So he's like, yo, my goal is just to get a legit check. Sell this show. I'll give you my real name. I'll be a consultant and, and, and we'll go forward. So I'm like, cool. That's, that's my plan too. Thanks for letting me in your, in your world. I get to the place. I'm sitting there. He's across the table from me. He's got a few different packets of drugs laid out on the table for whatever whales come into town. This particular time, an insurance billionaire dude is coming to town. He ordered a bunch of drugs. He ordered the Hefner Suite up at the Palms, the top of the Palms. It's like a 20,000 square foot mansion on the top of a hotel. It's ridiculous. He orders that. He orders two porn stars who I've seen and heard of before. So, I'm sitting there for a little while, in walks two beautiful girls, stunning. I'm not going to tell you their names, it doesn't matter, but it's two kind of famous porn stars. They come in, they sit on the bed, they have small talk, he introduces me as a driver, and... The girls are, you know, talking about their family life. I'm listening to them. One girl's got a kid who's got a soccer tournament coming on. The other girl's got like another daughter who's like 11 years old. Then they start talking about each other's like bodies. Like, oh, look, your breasts are amazing. Where'd you get them done? Oh, Dr. Goldfarb over at the da da da. Oh, my God. How'd you get such big tits on a little body? Oh, I mean, this is the real shit that's going on. I'm, I'm hearing these conversations. I'm going, this show is writing itself. So my guys already got the cash from the insurance billionaire. I haven't even seen the dude yet. I haven't seen the, the billionaire who paid for all this. I haven't seen him. He's downstairs gambling. I don't need to see him. I, I got the I get the story. I get it. So my guy tells the girls, okay, girls, you're each getting 6,000 cash for the night. Come here. Let me pay you. He stands up. He gets his briefcase. He pulls out probably 40,000 cash. Gives each girl 6000 The girls are like giddy Like oh, I'm going to buy some shoes I'm going to get a new jacket I got to get a dress for Thursday I don't know what the fuck these girls are doing They got 6000 cash each They're happy as shit for the moment For the moment they're happy Just for the moment So the girls sit back on the bed They got their money in their, in their pocketbook They're all good My guy's like okay cool You're going to meet my man Don Let's call him Don. I'm going to call him Don. That's not his name, but, you know, just in case the podcast, a lot of people listen, people think they know, I got to cover up a couple names. So he tells me, yo, my guy Don's coming in. Don is, if I got trouble out here in Vegas, Don's my guy. If I got, if I need someone to collect, Don's my guy. If one of my girls gets in trouble, Don's my guy. So he's basically his muscle, his collector. He's kind of, you know, he's an intimidating dude. So we're sitting there, and Don doesn't get there yet. In walks like a college kid, preppy dress, satin shirt, button to the top, good-looking black kid, real smooth, you know, just not doesn't say a lot. Comes in, and my guy tells him, yo, you get the packets, you deliver them out in the streets, you know where they go, different clients, different hotels, handle business, you owe me 4000 when you get back. The rest is yours. If if he gets a tip, it's his. If he gets any extra cash, it's his. Anyway, he heads out into the street with the shit. Next dude walks in, Don. The muscle. In walks the muscle. Now, the muscle's like a good-looking dude. He's smooth, probably 45, in shape, comes in, sits right down next to me before he even meets me. My guy introduces us to, oh, this is my driver, Mike. He's just here for a couple days. Dude looks at me and goes, are you a comedian? I'm, I panicked. What? Are you a comedian? I mean, I like comedy. Bro, I saw you at the comedy store a month ago. Okay, shit. My cover's blown, cover's blown, but that doesn't matter. You know, cover's blown, but big deal. So I tell him, yeah, I've done comedy, now I'm out here doing some stuff, and I just break it down. I said, listen, I'm actually just doing some writing, I'm looking around Vegas, doing a little research, just, you know, ignore me. Cover's blown. He's like, cool. So he tells my guy, he's like, yo, he tells my guy, he's like, listen, man, we got to go to the strip club, we're going to go talk to one of the bosses of Vegas, we're going to go talk to the top dog, I want... My guy wants hookers in, at the strip club. He wants real hookers at the strip club. So my guy's like, cool, I got some girls that will go to the strip club. Because when, when big money spenders go to the strip club, a lot of times they want to take girls home for money. A lot of times these girls are college students and they're not professionals other than dancers. And it's just an easier move. So that's the deal we're going to make. And we're going to take the girls with us until the insurance billionaire calls. So it's me. Don, my guy, and the two girls, and we're heading uh, over to the strip club. We head over to the strip club, we get there. My guy's like, Listen, I'm gonna introduce you to the guy, but you're not gonna come to the meet in the meeting with us. So he introduces me to the dude. Dude is 70 years old, tough, fucking mean looking, just one of those dudes like you look in his eyes and you go, Yeah, this guy's seen too much done too much I don't need to know him at all yet we get to Vegas I mean we get to the strip club oh I forgot to say when I get there I recognize one of the doormen and he recognizes me my boy Mike who used to run doors in Hollywood they got him out in Vegas working shit so he's running shit out there we reminisce can't believe what a coincidence what are you doing with these maniacs oh, I'm just doing some writing relax You know, I'm just doing some research. Be careful, okay? So we go in the back room. I'm sitting with the two porn stars, and uh, it's just the three of us. I'm in the middle of both of them. Don, my guy, they're having a meeting in the back room of a back room, like double back room. And we're getting sushi, so I know it's weird. You don't want you got to be careful. You don't really want sushi at a strip club. Be careful. But this was like brought in sushi just for this area. They go have their meeting, I'm sitting with the girls, and you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm real single Mike at this time, I'm, I'm flirting with the girls, they're both hot, I don't care what they do for a living, uh, they're smoking hot. One of the girls is from England, she's got a little cute accent, she starts saying shit like, Mike, you're the kind of guy that'll, you're the type of guy that will make me quit quit adult films. I'm like, babe, I'll never make you quit, you keep doing what you're doing, Do I love what you do, it's, you're all good. And we're not dating, so relax. But she's fine as hell. And I'm starting to go, whoa, I could cross the line here. My guys have their meeting. We eat some food. They do their deal. Homeboy comes out. Mike, Mike, Mike. Girl, girl, girl. Let's get out of here. Boom. We go. We get in the SUV. We head back to the hotel. Now we're going into the Palms uh, suite, the Hefner suite, big ass suite, just the five of us. They got a full liquor bar and they got this shit called Grand Patron, which is like, I don't drink Patron. I drink only good Don Julio Añejo, good quality tequila, dark, you know, but this was some shit that I heard was like special. Like Patron had one shot at making a great quality liquor and this was a great quality tequila and this was it. So I started sipping Grand Patron and that shit was like sipping ayahuasca. I started half hallucinating. All my feelings were coming out. My rap game was on point. I couldn't stop talking. I was just the life of the party. Maybe I talked too much. And I remember I'm sitting on one end, one, uh, one couch with the two girls and the my the two dudes are across from me And they're just talking business And I hear Don You know Don is like You know if this guy fucks with you I'll fucking go visit him right now He's got like a, You know every now and then He'd pop up some Some gangster anger You know some of that real shit That you see in the movies You know this guy's got a problem with you I'll fucking tell him right now To go back to fucking New York He's not a boss He ain't feeds nobody I hear him saying things like that Like I hear him saying shit like Yo Vegas is an open town You know what I mean Nobody runs Vegas right now You know you're free to do what you want Don't worry about it. I'll talk to them. So I know they're doing their shit. So I say to one of the girls, I'm like, yo, we got to look around this place. We're in a big ass mansion with an elevator in a hotel. Let's go. I take a walk around the place with her and I'm feeling good. And she's got a ridiculous body and she is fine as hell. I don't care what her occupation is. I've, for, at that moment, I was like, Dude, are you a schoolteacher? I don't know what I thought she was. We walked upstairs. We start flirting, getting a little bit physical, maybe a kiss here and there. We're overlooking Las Vegas, and I'm like, okay, insurance billionaire hasn't called anybody. Girls got their money. It's now rolling around 2.30 in the morning, and it's game could be on. So the whole time this is all happening, I'm kind of like typing notes into my phone. I'm taking notes just because I know I'm going to pitch this show. This is going to be a sick fucking show. This is going to be my, this is Fantasy Island, rated R, set in Vegas, present day with a, with a dude and his outlaw band of misfits that run shit. Meanwhile, while we're hanging out, my guy gets a call that his driver, the fucking kid that I thought was such a cool, nice kid, he got pulled over for speeding, and they might have found some shit in his car, so he's having a problem, so that's problem number one pops up. So we continue on with the night, night's going on, insurance billionaire, we get the call, he won 75000 down at the table, he's not coming up, he's not doing shit, he's not getting laid, he don't give a fuck. He paid his 12000 to the, you know to the girls and he, that's nothing for him, he's happily happy, downstairs, gonna gamble the rest of the night and go to sleep on his own, just like, you know, gentleman style. So that's that with him so me and the girl we start flirting we're hanging out in the room I come we sit down back in the circle we're telling stories you know dude knew I was a comedian so I kind of shared a little comic couple comedy stories with him he had seen uh, he loved dice and he loved a couple other comics that were at the comedy store mutual friends blah 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 we're hanging out I'm getting tired now I'm like yo I got the story I know what's up I know how to pitch this show I already see what it is. I think I'm going to go to bed. It's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm getting tired. I say goodnight. Oh, and I got the girl's number. I had her number. So I go to bed. I go to my room, and I order a club sandwich because that's what I do. I love a good club sandwich late night in a hotel in Vegas. I eat a club sandwich. I'm chilling out watching Sports Center. Fuck it. I text her. What are you doing? She texts me back. Shut up. I text back, that was mean. She texts back, just kidding. I text back, what are you doing? She texts back, relax, I'm not coming up to your room. I write back, cool. 15 minutes later, she hits me with, what room are you in? I hit her with my room number. 11 minutes later, there's an aggressive knock on my door. She comes in the room, fucking game on. Pants already unbuttoned, body beyond belief, fucking strong i'll never forget it she comes in we have wild sex who am i kidding she's a fucking adult film star there was no wild to me it was wild sex to her it was like fucking 6 a.m at the office she didn't give a shit you know what i mean she pretended like i was great yo good. this is so good you're phenomenal like, incredible i love it meanwhile she's probably thinking like i gotta get to my kid's soccer game at fucking 10 30 she does not care about me But I'm one of those dudes who always dreamed of living stories, writing about stories, and making a living off of what I'm writing. That's, I always look for, if I could live an adventure and keep it safe on some level, I love a good adventure. And this was an adventure. So we have sex, it's great. We have a great time. Five in the morning rolls around. Believe me, I wasn't having sex for an hour and a half. I just she hung for a little longer. It was like the greatest thirteen minutes of my life. So five a.m., she heads back to her room. Blah blah blah. I go to sleep. I get a bang on the door. Six fifteen. It's fucking my guy, the guy, not the gangster, but the well, it's the guy that runs Vegas. The the guy who I'm there to study. I got. I was nervous as shit. I was like, "What do you? What's up? What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh man, I left my." I left a briefcase in your safe. There's 75000 in it. I'm thinking, oh, shit. I wish I stole the safe. Anyway, he takes his money. He gets out. All good, all good. Uh, wake up in the morning. We're going to do the same thing the next night. I'm going to meet with my guy. He's going to tell me a little bit about how his business operates. We meet for a late lunch. He tells me he works only on referral. He's got people professional athletes celebrities people that need to stay low pro he tells me how there's certain people that come in they got certain fetishes they got weird shit foot fetishes some dudes that you know like other dudes that they call dudes in there's animals involved there's fucking uh girl on girl fights that happen there's girl on girl yelling matches that turn dudes on every fetish you can imagine is a fet- if you want a chick to fucking dress up like Red Fox, that's a fetish. It's There are no limits to fetishes. I learned that. Like, yo, she just wants you to fucking recite Richard Pryor bits. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, just do it. So, anyway, next day he kind of gives me a lot more information He tells me his dude got stopped last night by the police, but he's all good. He tells me about his little misfit band of outlaws, how they operate, how they run shit, what how he has a couple different telephones, how he's all cashed up and off the grid, and he's kind of bummed out that he can't, you know, really buy a house, but you know, he's still got a ton of money. Uh very interesting. I just, you know, do my work, I write a bunch of shit down, cool. He's like, yo, we got the same thing going tonight, different. Different, you know, wealthy dude coming into town tonight. This this one's going to be a trust fund, uh, son of a billionaire trust fund kid who just loves to go crazy on a club level. Cool. I head back to the hotel. It's like six thirty, seven 7 o'clock at night. 7.30, 8 rolls around. I hit up the girl just for the hell of it just to see what's up. I'm kind of exhausted. She's like, I'm hungry. I take her to a steak dinner at the Nine Steakhouse at the Palms. Fuck it. I take her right to dinner. Like like we're on a date Even though she walks into the palms in a half shirt You know, this is like a classy, nice steakhouse She don't give a fuck This girl looks hot She's in a white tank top and jeans that don't fit She does not care We go in, we order a steak at the bar We eat, we hang, we chill We go up, we have sex again This time it's mediocre Because I'm kind of tired I'm not really putting on a good show She doesn't care we do our thing we're hanging out hanging out back to the suite at 11 o'clock we're gonna meet up with my man the muscle and another and a different girl we go we meet we hang I'm too tired this time to have a real party night so I tell my guy yo bro I was supposed to stay for three days this was, I was two days in I said, hey, man, listen, I'm going to go back to L.A. I'm going to write up an outline. I'm going to write up a pitch document. I'm going to get this shit together, and we are going to make a hit TV show. Thank you for the knowledge. All love, all love. Turns out one of the the girl, she's got a place in L.A. right near the comedy store, so shit's working out in all dimensions for me. So I'm done with the night. I go home. I go to sleep. They do their thing. I call my agent the next day. Yo, bro, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. This is a hundred percent a TV show. We need to go make this show. S- line it up. Let's line up the fucking meetings. I'm ready to pitch this shit. I'm good to go. Get our guy in town whenever you want, and we'll be, we'll do it. So, and believe me, I'm coming back to full circle on the story. I know you're thinking, where the fuck is he going? How does this have anything to do with coincidences? Because the the theme of this is. I don't believe in coincidences, I believe in signs. Nothing is a coincidence. Everything is a sign. So, long, crazy story short, we set up the meetings. We're going to HBO, Showtime, FX, uh, Stars, And the guy, the real guy, he's gonna come in for the meetings. He's never been in a network meeting, he's never been in a pitch. He's a little bit of a fucked up individual in that he pops some pills and he gets a little out of hand and he might get a little loud. So he comes to town for one week. We're going to spend three days working on the pitch and we're going to spend the rest pitching. He comes to town. We hang out. We practice the pitch. I got all the characters down pat i'm gonna do most of the talking in the pitch we go to hbo first boom get in the room how are you how are you i tell them the story they can't believe it holy shit crazy that's an amazing story thanks for coming no offer we go to fx amazing meeting this is crazy oh my god i've heard about guys like you blah 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 no offer Well man, shit's getting down to the wire. I'm like, how are we not gonna sell this show? This shit is amazing. We go to stars. We tell the story at stars. We sit there, I tell the story again. I break down every character. I tell them what the seasonal arcs are, I tell them how we're gonna end the first season. I'm gonna tell them what the antagonists angles are. I break down everything. I've studied this enough. Great pitch. We leave. Two hours later, we get a phone call. Stars wants the deal. They want to do it. They're going to make you an offer. Holy shit, I'm so excited. This is incredible. My guys, you know, he's happy as shit. He's going to get a check from the legitimate world. We're going to make a TV show. This is how it goes. Cut to, fast forward to, this motherfucker... Is popping pills, he's getting crazy, the deal numbers aren't what he expected. He doesn't understand that like you can get a check every week, and it may not sound like a lot or be a lot, but if you get a hit show going, you're set for life. So he starts antagonizing the people at STARS, the actual human resource people. So he's making weird phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a minute to two major, two of the executives at Stars. they want to come to Vegas and meet them and see this world. They just want to feel it out. So I say to him, okay, bro, listen, these are executives. Fucking relax. Don't make, don't give them a crazy time. Just show them what's up. You know, these are guys with families, normal human beings. Just be cool. And I'll meet you there. I go, I meet the stars, the two dudes from Stars. We go to Vegas and... Next thing I know, the fucking executives are having more fun than anyone I've ever seen in my life. There's just two executives curled up in a strip club at 3 o'clock in the morning. And they're like, yo, thank you so much. Basically, these motherfuckers just wanted to get away from their families for two nights. So they just, that's, that was it. Anyway, the deal's rolling along. Lawyers are doing their shit. We're ironing out the deal. I know what I'm getting to write it. He knows what he's getting to consult. Everything is moving beautifully. At some point, he calls one of the women at Human Resources, gets into a, what he thinks is an intelligent debate with her. He starts telling her something along the lines of, if you work for me as an escort, you'll make triple the money you will as, as a woman running Human Resources at STARS. If you're running Human Resources at STARS, you probably don't want to be an escort. It probably wasn't in your game plan anyway. Needless to say, he fucked up the deal. This motherfucker fucked up the deal the deal was off the table i'm pissed i call him i curse him out i don't give a shit how many fucking muscle men he has with him i'm like yo you're fucking with my future bro fuck you i'm taking your idea i'll call you if anything ever happens with it don't contact me i'm not cool with this he's apologizing left and right he's sorry this he didn't mean that da, da, da. he got he was popped up on pills he felt he doesn't know what he said You know, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgave him, you know, whatever. But like he really messed up a deal. So knowing how dope the idea is, I never let it go. I just kept working, writing, crafting, continuing on with it, thinking to myself, one day I'm going to sell this. Cut to yesterday. Yesterday. First of all, I'm going to pitch the show. I'll be pitching it soon, and by the time you hear this, it'll be a yes or a no somewhere. But I, I already have meetings lined up to pitch it. But yesterday, I do a benefit show. Me, Russell Peters. It's for Run uh, DMC. Daryl Mack has a a charity organization, along with Sheila Jaffe, the casting director for Entourage, and the show Ballers on HBO. It's for adopting kids and sending them to camp, and a great organization. So I'm doing comedy on the venue. I go, I see Russell. Russell introduces me to Chuck Zito, legend, street legend, badass dude, one of the most notorious badass motherfuckers on the planet. Original Hell's Angel member and known, don't fuck with him. Famous for whooping John claude Van Damme's ass. Smack it. He, he doesn't play. This is just a dude that doesn't play. And he's a cool dude. But if you, I could see you, if you cross him, shit's not going to go your way. He's bigger than the average human. He's got hands like knockout hands. His father had 238 professional fights. His genetics are, he's, he's built out of whoop your ass. Chuck's there. I meet him. I do the show. I have a really good set last night, and Russell and Chuck are like, yo, come meet us at the Rainbow. We're going to have dinner at the Rainbow. I'm like, cool. Let me go home, drop off some stuff, and I'll meet you at the Rainbow. I come home, put some stuff in the fridge. I walk. uh, I, I go up, park at the Rainbow, walk into the Rainbow, sitting in the booth. Chuck, his girl, Russell, and the motherfucking dude from Vegas, the muscle, not the fucking concierge, the muscle, he's sitting in the booth next to Russell. It's the muscle in Russell. Not a bad name for a show. Bro, I sit down, I look over, I said, I know you. And it's been over a year since I've seen him. He doesn't really recognize me, it's not really registering. And I just look at him and I just, I said, Vegas concierge he said holy shit man our guy's a maniac over there i said yep i said you know what's so crazy that show was the best idea and he's like you're right dude that is a hit show and we start talking and reminiscing and it's all good and my point is the fact that i'm set to go repitch the show and the fact that i saw him for the first time Since Vegas, last night, with one of my best friends, Russell, and with one of the baddest dudes in the street, Chuck Zito, that's a sign. This show needs to go. So, for any of you out there who believe in the higher powers of interconnectedness, which I truly do, because I've always, my whole life, I've had moments of, like, I've thought about somebody a lot, and then they've called I've put a lot of thought into something And then it showed up in my life There is power in thought I just believe that Um, Could be crazy, could be wrong But that's just what I believe Anyway, I thought that was a cool story And I'll let y'all know How it goes If I sell the show You will know Because you'll be watching Concierge on some network And I'm going in first my first meeting is at sony and uh i will keep you posted but this is mike young stories i thought should be told stories that need to be told stories i just need to get off my chest i will talk to you soon